Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. So the Bears get a chance to um, improve to uh, two and one tomorrow. They go to Cleveland, take on the Browns. Noon kickoff along uh, Lake Erie. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson doing the uh, call tomorrow as uh, we're getting we're getting uh, run through a lot of the uh, announcer crews um, here watching Bears games. Uh, the guy last oh man, I thought Mark Sanchez was fine. People were ripping him. I don't know about you, Brian, but I thought he was okay. I thought some of the stuff he did and some of the breakdowns were good. He he was a little lingo heavy with um, yeah. the way some of the things are called, you know, by the did teams say, and stuff. Did he say in the prenatal position? <laughs> I don't know. I I, yeah. I I missed that one. Yeah, I, yeah. He, I think he meant fetal position, but you don't want to be in the prenatal position. No, no. <laughs> he did say something, which I was happy he stepped out because he talked about the Bears and their bonehead penalties. Hmm. And there was a big article from Jason Leisure in the paper yesterday. And I listened to Carmen and Yurko and Waddle and Sylvie. And I, I, maybe I'm the only guy. And every time I heard them talk about taunting and the taunting calls, Tayshawn Gibson should have been slapped. Forget forget a, a penalty. Um, and they said, well, then you can't celebrate anymore. You can celebrate all you want. You can't do it in front of the guy's face after he just dropped a pass. You can't lean over and clap in his no, face. No, it's pretty as simple. As, well, first of all, it's a point of emphasis this year. Yes. So everyone got the memo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Everyone again, you're talking about little things to win. You can disagree with it. And uh -huh. I know people, like you said, throughout the week wrote and talked about right. it. Right. Well, that's silly. It's you know, sports. Celebrate your you're doing something well. Celebrate all you want. Okay, but that's not our call. No. The, the rule has been laid down. Yeah. The officials have been given their marching orders. And guess what? As soon as he leaned over and clapped, I said he's gonna get a flag. And yep. here comes the yellow. I, I mean, I knew it. Yeah. And then and then the little elbow, you know. Uh, a yard, two yards out of the, off the sidelines, it, it's nothing. But you knew it was coming. You yeah. got to be smarter than that. You yeah. just have to be. Yeah, and I was, I was not. It was nice to hear Mark Sanchez talk about how bonehead penalties by the Bears can continue drives for the Bengals. As it turned out, they didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Not until there was four thirty-eight to go in the game, and then they scored two touchdowns. Yeah, um, a good team. To, a good team will take advantage of those things. Yes, exactly. The Bengals aren't a good team. No, they're not a good team. But it's just it's so frustrating. And then listening, it's like people say, "Well, the, you know, they're taking it out." The no fun league. No, 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 no. The NFL said nothing about celebrating. You can celebrate all you want. You just can't do it in the front of in the guy's face. That's and, it. And it was so frustrating um, watching that because Tayshawn Gibson last week stood in front of the media and talked about about how they teach you in, in Little League football that when a guy's down, you touch him, and that would never happen again. And then what you do the very first quarter of the next game, he gets a penalty for taunting. Now, he's out this week because of a hamstring injury. Yep. Thank God. Because what stupid thing could he have done this week? Well, and that just, again, reflects, uh, I hate to say it, on the coaching, because good teams, uh, uh, you, the little things to win, sounds it is cliche, but those are the things that, Good teams, disciplined teams, yeah. are told about, reinforced. They remind them in meetings. They show them clips of what's going to happen. And you said it. You made boneheaded moves on the field in terms of execution week one. And then week two, you're not that good. 
No. I'm sorry. No. You're not that good. You don't have that kind of margin of error to to get by most weeks doing one of those things, let alone two or three of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody talked about how the defense looked good. The defense had three straight interceptions. A lot of that has to do with Joe Burrow. But Jalen Johnson stepped up and showed that he can play the cornerback position. At that was least, terrific. Yeah. Against the younger quarterback, but he, he played great. I know that uh, I saw our video that uh, Dominique Foxworth broke down broke down at one interception by Jalen Johnson, how he cut in front. He read the eyes of the quarterback. He knew where the ball was going. He was mm-hmm. playing man, and it showed it, and it was great. It was so good to see because— Athletic catch the whole yes, bit. Yes, we've been worried about their second, you know, their cornerbacks. And um, Kendall Vildor got beat several times last week. Jalen Johnson played very, very well. Roquan Smith is just showing that he's one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, you know, either at the linebacker position, the, reading them, the pass and getting the interception, doing the things he does, coming in on a sack. That was all nice to see. But then again, they give up two, they give up 14 points in one minute late in the fourth quarter. And um, if it's a better team, you know, they lose and they game. settle and they settle for a field goal when they, they were first getting, the nine. Yeah. yeah gift at the gift of the ball right inside the red zone. Yeah, First and, goal you, at the nine. It was. Yeah. Okay. So here they now go on the road. Baker Mayfield, right. this offense is unbelievable. They're averaging 30 points a game. Yeah, Nick Chubb, let's see if the Bears can stop him. They're Nobody averaging else a, can. No, and Kareem Hunt, yeah. 154.5 yards rushing per game. Um, this is a real deal offense, and you're going to their place. I mean, Baker Mayfield had 321 yards at, at losing to KC, right? I mean, right. up and down. They're, they're top five in offense and, and yards gained and – they're three, number three in the league in yards per play at 7.19. So the defense, recency bias after the first game was they stink. I'm sure recency bias after the Bengals was, look at this, you know, nine quarterback hits, all those takeaways, right. pick six. This defense is legit. Well, do it again tomorrow or anything close to that, and then we can tar- start talking about it's the real deal off uh, defense. I agree. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It will be different when the Bears take the field tomorrow because Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback, and Fields was asked about being ready. I think I'm ready. You know, um, you know. Of course, uh, I've been preparing for this moment a long time, so uh, my mindset doesn't change. I'm still gonna, you know, play like football and just prepare uh, the best I can. Like I said before, and just. You know, uh, get a lot of practice reps in and just uh, study, 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 and, you know, just, just get more comfortable and more confident with the plays and, and stuff like that. We saw last week some of the problems when you don't get snaps with the first team, especially with the first team center. Um, when Justin Fields got two false start penalties because he was in a row. Yeah, he was looking for the ball. He yeah. was looking for a ball and it wasn't coming back to him. No. He went six for 13, 60 yards. He threw the interception, was sacked twice. He had a quarterback. It's funny, when a guy has a good quarterback passer rating, they talk about it. His was 27. That's not good. No, 27.7. Um, so there are a lot of things he can do. I know that earlier in the week, um, uh, Dan Orlovsky broke down all of the plays that he had, and he said that for the most part he made good decisions on a lot of his plays. But it's the little things. You've got to be able to get the ball from center uh, before you can actually make plays. I'm trying to figure out exactly what the Bears' offense is going to look like tomorrow, or are we still going to see the little flips to the running back running past on the move, or the or the little you know screen pass, wide receiver screens behind the line of scrimmage, or are we going to see something else and? I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but what you expect to see tomorrow. Well, it was interesting. Bill Lazor, I'm really in looking forward to his meeting the media each week because 
there's no word salad. He answers questions. Right. He said, well, the, the easiest thing to do is to shrink the play calling, right? Uh, to shrink the, the book and, sure. and make it easy because he's a rookie and hasn't had time with the, the ones. And, you know, no one's questioning Justin Fields in terms of effort and time put on. And, and he spends, even when he was in preseason, he was spending extra time after practices with receivers and trying to stay on the same page and all that. Yep. So he is willing to put in the work and he seems to be all business. And that's God bless him for it. Um, but Bill Lazor said, you have to strike a balance because he is capable. He said he's ready and he means that he's ready. And he's even heard Matt Nagy on more than a couple occasions saying he's exceeded uh, to this point, what they expected from him in, in terms of knowledge and, and all that. But he, he looked like a rookie last, last week, right? As yep, you said, he did the, uh, and the passer rating, but it will be interesting because people are screaming, get him out of the pocket more. Start tailoring this offense if you're capable, Matt Nagy, to the the quarterback you have now, and don't run the Andy Dalton offense with Justin Fields back there for whatever how long. And I, I mean, I laughed when Matt Nagy sent the, uh, a representative to the media room after the impromptu press conference and said, "Oh, by the way, uh, as soon as Andy's healthy, he's going to be the starting quarterback." Right. If if Justin Fields looks anything like a lot of us expect him to look like in the next couple of weeks, yeah. You can't go back. I you mean, you just can't. So. Get, you no. can't go back. No. It's just. But anyway, uh, so our Twitter poll question to Justin Fields: Which of these Justin Fields props have to hit for the Bears to beat the Browns? And by the way, Vegas not big fans of the Bears this week. You see that, Fred? Um, what are oh. they? Seven. Seven and a half now. Okay. They, I think it started six and a half. Okay. So, um, Justin Fields over two hundred seven and a half passing yards, over fifty three and a half rushing yards. Over one and a half passing TDs or all the above. Those are your four choices at ESPN 1000 on Twitter. And he did carry the ball 10 times to 31 yards last week, but right. I don't know necessarily they were design plays. <laughs> no, so. no, just ways to get out of there. He yeah. did have a couple of drops, too. Um, yeah. yeah, Allen Robinson dropped one at the goal line, and I know Mooney also dropped a ball. Uh, Nagy did, was asked the question, of course, earlier this week if Fields is ready. Yeah, I, well, we'll see. We'll see how ready he is, and I think that's part of the evaluation process. But I will say this, to his credit, uh, and I've already told you this, but I, he's gone above and beyond to show us what he's about and about his preparation, about his work ethic, about his care, about his ability on the football field. He's done all that. He's past where I thought he was going to be. So when you create a plan like this and you don't know when that's going to happen, you want to try to do everything you can. Like, like Coach Flip has done an amazing job with him outside of practice, in the meetings, trying to prep him like a quarterback. And now, now you know, they're getting together and setting a schedule, and they're, they're doing everything that they need to do as the first, first quote-unquote, time. So um, we'll evaluate him, and I think he knows that. He understands that. He knows it's not going to be perfect, but he wants to try to make it as close to perfect as he can. He's got a little wani in him at the end. He knows that. <laughs> ah, yeah. He knows all, that. <laughs> all the pieces are in pieces in place. Yeah. Let's go to our guy, Jim out in Aurora. Jim, what's happening today? Hey, guys. I'm all discombobled. You guys are later today. Yep, we are. Anyhow, <laughs> I, think, I think you're going to see a naggy scripted uh, offense for Fields, maybe a lot of 15, 20 yards to Robinson, and I'm hoping Cole Komet. they got to use this guy. They used a big draft pick on him. But I think he's going to be running for his life. I think it's going to be a, he's going to be freelancing away a lot of this. And if he doesn't do good, I can guarantee you, Nagy will uh, can't wait to get Dalton back in there. 
Well, that's probably what will happen, Jim. And, and the, the thing with and the thing with the tight ends, Jim, and appreciate the call as we always do. The thing with the tight ends, and it's we hear this all the time from football coaches. Well, yeah, we got to get the tight ends the ball more. You threw okay. one target to them. One, that's unbelievable. One target to the Cole tight ends. Komet, Cole Komet leads the league in false starts. I think. Yeah, but, I think you you're know. right. Yeah. I mean, again, Nagy, you said it. Nagy says it. Oh, we got to get them more involved. Okay. I wonder if there's a guy on the sideline who could possibly make that decision and get that to happen. Right. Who would that be? Yeah. Matt, you know anybody? Come on. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so weird when you hear stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, you know, they asked Nagy earlier this week, um, they go with someone like fields and we all know, you know, this was a good question with someone like fields. Can, can you be actually more creative in your play calling? Yeah. To that, I would say, yeah. In the fact that when Ryan and I started this process, you start looking at the quarterbacks that are in this draft and you start evaluating their strengths and weaknesses. And when, when you see, I, I, I can go back to where Coach Day at Ohio State when we talked about uh, the comment that he made to me about generational talent. When you when you put a person or a quarterback that can throw the ball like he can, but can run like he can, and has the the you know the, the, the ability to process and the want and the fire, the competitiveness, all that together, that's why you go get them. And so now, when we were able to get them, now you know, okay, when it is his time. There's going to be a lot of good stuff that, that we can do with this offense. But that does take a little bit of time, you know, and you see that as you go. There's little things that we're, we're learning, too. Like this week with him getting all the reps in practice, there's things that we're seeing that maybe we didn't see in the first two weeks because he wasn't getting those one reps. And that part is good. That's healthy because now as long as we take that to him and say, hey, listen, when you do this, this, or that, um, this is what you got to get a little bit better at. This is what you're doing well, right? Let's go back and watch the tape and see why you were a little bit late on this throw. And for him, all he's doing is just these building blocks of a foundation of how he's getting better. That's the beauty of him having these great reps in practice, you know, which is what he wasn't getting, but now he has an opportunity to do it, so we got to take advantage of it. Everything he said there would have been done earlier if they would have named him the quarterback. Or at least had a legit competition. Exactly. I yeah. mean, let let the best man win, and that goes again to everyone in the, the locker room knows, right? Who they're di- I mean, they're entirely different quarterbacks, and and they're different points in their career, right? Yeah. I mean, the Red Rifles at the end, and he is who he is, and he's had a nice career, you know, if if not the most distinguished NFL quarterback career, and here's the kid who's going to be the franchise quarterback because that's that's why you moved up and got him where you did, and, right? And it was Matt Nagy who who actually campaigned and, and got Ryan Pace to get out of the way and say, okay, go, we'll go get your guy this time. So if everyone believes in him, I, I, I watch the mistakes. I watch the growing pains. I, I think you're going to see more good than bad with Justin Fields tomorrow and moving forward. Yeah. And each week it'll be, it'd be a lot more good or certainly uh, appreciably more good. And within a few weeks of us being a starter, I, I don't think you'll even remember the the three, six for thirteen and twenty whatever was passer rating yeah twenty seven point seven three one two three three two three seven seven six we'll hear more from Matt Nagy we'll hear more from you talking about the Bears Justin Fields what do you expect tomorrow when they take on the uh, Cleveland Browns in Cleveland don't we don't forget we've got our pregame tomorrow um, getting underway at is it ten. 10 to Tomorrow 11. is 10 to 11.30, right. and then White Sox baseball gets going with Connor's pregame at 11.30. Right, and then when the White Sox game is over, after the White Sox postgame, I'll be here to break down the Bears game, talk about what happened with Justin Fields, and everything else here on ESPN 1000.
Talking some Bears football. They get ready to take on the Browns tomorrow at Sol- not at Soldier Field. No. I can't even remember what the name of that stadium is called because they've got so many different uh, names. Um, it's Municipal? Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> the old dog pound? Uh-huh. Yeah, the 80,000. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, so the Bears is a seven and a half point uh, dog. That half point is going to get all the Chicago Bears fans to. Lay their money on the yeah, bears. Yeah, I mean, it, the fact that they opened up almost a six and a half, they were saying six and a half earlier in the weekend, moved the point to Cleveland's favor. Yeah. After he had a defense that had the four takeaways, a pick six, five sacks, nine QB uh, hits, and, and a lot of us would think you're getting an upgraded quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> why, isn't, why does the rest of the country think otherwise? I know. I know. Well, probably they still remember the Rams game on Monday, well, on that Sunday night. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Our guy from the uh, Sun Times, Mark Potash, put something up on Twitter. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's go to Gurney and Vince. You're on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, Vince. Okay, another word program. Yes. Hi. Um, I was just calling to ask about uh, the Bears in terms of if they miss the playoffs this year, um, is there going to be a huge turnover in regards to their staff and their players and whatnot? You know, the coach is on the hot seat. Their GM is on the hot seat. Half of their defense are on contract year, so they're probably going to lose Akeem Hicks and Danny Trevathan. Uh, Allen Robinson can't be happy with his contract situation, so we'll probably lose him. So what kind of future? I mean, they have their franchise quarterback, but who else will they have? You know, So I'm just curious on what you guys thought about the next three or five years with the Bears. You know, are they going to be a completely different team, or you know, what's going to happen with the future with them? Okay, Vince, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, Brian, I don't think – I think both Pace and Nagy are safe. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with the premise. I no. mean, where did you hear from George uh, McCaskey or Ted Phillips that asked directly, what do you need to see from these two? Because they wouldn't even answer if Ryan Pace's contract is synced up with, with Nagy's, right? No, no, they wouldn't answer. If they're connected. Um, because you don't want the GM getting fired. You bring a new GM and, and they have to inherit a coach. We've seen that. It doesn't work very well, right? Um I, I heard we'll know we need to improve and have progress, and we'll know it when we see it. What does that mean? You were a playoff team last year, even though it was a COVID-created playoff spot right. you backed into. Right. I don't. I think the I think the clock started anew with the the draft of Justin Fields, and it's not really going to take an earnest till you start seeing him as a starter. You know, week in week out. So if that starts tomorrow, then. If they go the next 15 games and he doesn't look like he's developing and, and whatever, there might be a different conversation. But I I don't think they're in the, on the hot seat at all. No, the Vince's call made sense on the other side, though, on the defensive side, because there are some of these guys in the defense that are, not only are they may lose, but they're also guys that are getting a little bit older. And uh, now they're going to have to redo the entire defense eventually. Um, you've got Roquan Smith, who's a you know your one stud, who's a younger guy. Jalen Johnson showed what he can do. Um, you know, Eddie Goldman's more of a myth, I think, than anything yep. else. I mean, he still hasn't played, and I don't think he's going to play tomorrow um, for the Bears. And um, who knows what's going to happen with Akeem Hicks? It doesn't look good. I mean, no. he wants money, and they they haven't they've had months to get it done, and 
it seems like they they're speaking with their inaction, right? Right. So yeah. And by the way, it's First Energy Field, uh, or I'm sorry, oh, First 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 Energy Stadium. I'll get okay. it right. Um, sunny and 66 at kickoff tomorrow. Uh, you look at some of the stats. The Browns are averaging 30 points a game, 406 yards per game. But their opponents are averaging uh, 27 points per game. But I think their opponents were actually pretty good when you when <laughs> to the Chiefs are one of them. So All right. now I'm, now I'm going to have to go look up what the over-under on Bears' total points are. For yeah. I didn't do that, so yeah. I'll do that. Well, the Bears are averaging 264 yards per game and 17 points per game. Yeah. yeah. Again, last week yeah. they were over under was what twenty, and that that's about three points more than it usually is. Yeah. And they they should have. <laughs> Anyone who bet over on that was was upset. They settled for that field goal instead sure. of getting it in the end zone. Yeah, everybody was, and and rightfully so. You should be upset at that point. They should do a little bit more than that. So Mark Potash from the Sun Times. He's uh he's a great follow on Twitter because he's putting stuff up throughout the week. He said, predict the number of punts for the Bears in Justin Fields' first NFL start against the Browns over the past five seasons. The average with a first round pick making his first start, five point six punts per game. Ooh. Yeah. So will will Pat O'Donnell be busy tomorrow? Uh let's see. He has only five punts in the first two games. So hmm. interesting. See you again. Yeah. This is <laughs> This is not trending in the right direction. <laughs> Let's go out to Plainfield and Tom. Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. What's going on today? Hey, guys, I was just calling because I was just made an observation that the Bears in the offseason picked up, I want to say they have four or five tight ends on their roster and kind of touted how Cole Komet, you know, uh, spent time with George Kittle and, and such like that this summer. And in the offense the first couple of weeks, it doesn't seem like they're using the tight end much at all. Just kind of wanted to know your thoughts on, on why they, they have all these tight ends when they need have needs at other positions and they're not even barely using them. Well, in the past they've had, and Tom, we appreciate the call, they've had as many as eight or seven, I think it was, uh, tight ends. Right now I know they have four. I know they have Komet, they have Graham, they have Jesse James and they have J.P. Holtz because he made the nice block to let Fields get in for the touchdown in uh, the first game. Um, but they had one target for the tight ends last week. So you would think the tight I mean, think about it. When Nagy first got here, the tight end was a big part of his offense because you had Trey Burton. You had guys that would be like... Kelsey. Yeah. You had the safety valve, right? You had the safety valve for your quarterback. A guy I mean, Kansas City to. had a, you had yeah. a stud guy and, and your offense you know, was revolves around that, that position. Sure. And you thought you'd have that blueprint. Are we going to keep talking about the Pat Mah- uh, Patrick Mahomes blueprint for Justin Fields? Why don't you get the tight end blueprint? I, I mean, I thought... I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't think James uh, uh, Graham would be here. Uh, Jim, uh, you know, I, I know if you're going to keep him here, he was a, a red zone performer, right? Right, exactly. And, and where is he? Well, Why, did you see? I, I I watched when when they got first and goal at the nine. Yeah, Jimmy Graham was was uh, on the left side, and there were two defenders on him and a safety five yards further back. So they said, listen, there's no way Jimmy Graham's going to catch a pass for a touchdown here. Right. So right. go somewhere else. If there's three guys focusing on Jimmy Graham, someone else has to be open. At least somebody. Yes. At you, least one somebody. Exactly. You've got to be able to score when you're first and goal at the nine. I mean, it's... 
that's the you know for the the offensive genius of Matt Nagy, mm-hmm. um, and we saw it all of his first year, and everybody fell in love with you know all of the fancy plays and the names and all the other things and that stuff, and yeah, and no well, one's no one's fallen in love with that since. No, and guess what? I just looked over under Bears total points tomorrow, seventeen and a half. Is it really? Yeah. Again, the league is average yeah. in twenty. Last year was like twenty eight. The uh-huh. average. Yeah. Average. Even bad teams are in that average. And the Bears were a bad offense, so they dragged it down. I mean, when are we going to see the Matt Nagy offense that it automatically puts up 24 points, and then you see what you get after that? I think I saw a prop somewhere. I can't remember if it was FanDuel, DraftKings, or whatever it was, but it was going to be which team will be the lowest-scoring team for the week. Mm-hmm. Guess where the Bears ranked in terms of odds. Pretty good. I mean, like high, like a high percentage that they'll be the lowest-scoring team. Correct, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it had to be. Yeah. They were tied for third. They were like Oof. plus eight hundred. I think the Jets were like plus two hundred or plus four hundred, but it was the now Bears at plus eight hundred. Yeah, you're in the you're in the same category with the Jets. That's never a good thing. No. Absolutely not. Hasn't been. I mean, are the Lions in there too? I, uh, I can't remember, but yeah. probably they were hovering. I think uh, although, yeah, they were they were bunched in with the Bears and like one or two other teams at plus eight hundred. Okay, well, here's the thing with the Lions because Baltimore comes off the big win at Kansas City, right? They've got four guys on COVID uh, protocol, so you don't know if they're playing. Lamar is ill, but they didn't say COVID, but he's ill. Right. Might not play. And they have like four defensive linemen have different injuries. or, or They're a mess going in there, going to Detroit. So it's a hangover game. And the running game is, uh, you know, has been decimated before the season even started. So do you take eight and a half points there for the home dog if you're if you're betting on the lines? Are you dumb enough to bet on the lines, or is that smart money? I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I, I looked at that one right away with the eight and a half because the Lions kept the first game close with the Niners after you know after they were right. getting blown out. They came back and scored, and um, they do have some. They've showed they can actually run the ball a little bit. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Callers, hang in there. We're here until one o'clock. We'll grab you. You guys, we'll talk more Bears and Browns. We'll hear a little bit more from Matt Nagy as he's gearing up for his first game with Justin Fields starting a quarterback for your Chicago Bears. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Don't forget White Sox Weekly coming up at 3.30 with Connor McKnight. Rick Hahn, the general manager of the American League Central Division champs, will uh, join Connor on the uh, White Sox Weekly. Brian, you were talking about the Ravens-Lions game, and I love the Sun-Times page. I I posted it, and Mark Potash does every week. He does the page called the Cheat Sheet. Yeah. And it lists all the things and gives he gives a little outlook and stuff like that. Listen to this from that Ravens Lions game. We'll get right to the callers in a second. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. He says the last nine quarterbacks to face the Lions have an average rating of one forty point two, twenty three touchdowns and no interceptions. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. a little bit of a problem for um, Coach Campbell um, with his <laughs> guns boy, with his guns pumping out. That, oh boy, uh, his his press conferences are two drink minimum. I mean, <laughs> that guy's on central casting for Coach Meathead. Yeah, but don't look at Cap's uh, record so far on the cheat sheet. I'll really. hold it. I'll look, but oh, I won't mention it. Take that. Uh, okay. Yeah, he won't be on the odds couple anytime soon. No. Well, he had a rough week last week. 
Well, he had rough two weeks. Well, and then his because uh, Sylvie was Sylvie was five over. Sylvie was ten five and one, and now he and Cap are tied at twelve nineteen and one. Mm. So Sylvie must have he had a two win week in the opener. So it's not easy. That's let's why see. they're still building uh, big places in Vegas yeah, to, to take uh, radio listeners out to. Uh, now I got a double. I, I picked three games, and actually two of them went with those two. So. That's probably a mistake. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the callers. 312-332-3776. We go to Bartlett and Johnny. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Johnny, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. Uh, just kind of want to touch base with the whole topic of Matt Nagy developing Justin Fields. Um, it it kind of seems like every time he has a press conference, obviously he you know he's throwing a lot of word salad out there for everybody. But at what point do the Bears, you know, ownership and management, you know, Look to make a change with him. If, if they're continuously putting up 14 points a game, Justin Fields doesn't look like he's developing. Is there any chance they're going to move on after this year? I mean, I know that getting the draft pick of Justin Fields may have extended him and uh, him and Pace, but I just feel like I really just don't, you know, as, as seasons go on, I, I trust Matt Nagy less and less as this offensive genius. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts on when you think that they could potentially make a change. Thanks, Johnny. Um, I, as we talked about with the other caller, I don't think I think they're safe for next year. Mm-hmm. I would think if next year you don't see an offense that is more of what the NFL is giving uh, from the other thirty teams, or you know some of the other ones in the NFL, if you don't see Justin Fields develop into an offense um, that is a quick strike offense, an offense that can move the ball downfield, an offense that can score many different options, receivers all over the place. If you don't see that, I would think at the end of next year that they'd have to do something. You would think. And again, as nebulous is uh, progress and improvement, the words they used in that end of the season press conference when they were asked if this has to be a playoff year for the Bears, for for the Ryan Pace and, and Nagy to move on and keep their job. They wouldn't go there. Just said no. improvement, and we'll know when we see it. Well, we'll all know it if we don't see it, or if we do see it. Um, but I'm with you. I don't. I, you know, is the, the offensive line going to be an excuse? Well, you know that was that's on Ryan Pace, right? I right. mean, that's who, who who put that together and drafted a guy who's not available and was going to be moving positions anyway, and then back surgery and. You end up with a 39-year-old who's who's done okay so far, right? I mean, yeah, he actually uh, has. They he played. They actually played every snap. The offensive right, line. They played every right. snap last week. They did not play poorly at all. Right. So you know, hopefully that moving forward, the continuity is going to pay off into a serviceable uh, offensive line. But I don't think there's going to be any great earth-shaking movements, and that will unless the wheels completely fall off on this team, and they're sitting there. What was the over/under on wins? Seven uh, yeah, in, in Vegas, so. seven and a half on a seventeen-game season. If they if they clock in at a five-win season, you know now now that discussion probably should start yet again. But I you know knowing, knowing George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, I don't know that that's necessarily true either. No, I don't either. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Nagy was asked a question with Justin Fields as the Bears' starting quarterback this week. Are you worried about being too aggressive on offense? Too aggressive with with that, um, you can get to a point where, depending on what the scheme is or what you're doing, if you don't have success, then you got to be careful of how that affects their mentality throughout the rest of the game and in moving forward. Um, being too conservative, 
can speak the same thing or can do the same same thing where you're not taking chances to see. And now, and this is a, a a kid and a player that has that we love that has played in big time games and big time moments. So like that part of it going into this game, I think that's probably one of his greatest strengths is the preparation. But then when you're in the moment, it's easy to act like you're cool, calm, and collected. But when you're actually in the moment, you know, that's where I think for being a young kid like he is, that's a strength. So. We're, we get together. We're going to get together here in the next, you know, couple hours and go through and talk through. Now we just went through a full week of practice. We just got to see what you did well and maybe things we got to get better at. And now, if there's something that we struggled with that we learned this week, that will literally come off the sheet. And if there's something that he did well, that'll stay on and show up early. Well, that was good to hear. Mm-hmm. The very end was good to hear. If he struggled with something, you say, you know what? Let's take that out of the game plan for this week. Let's not worry about you getting it right uh, on the big stage in Cleveland um, against the Browns. Let's take that out. Let's work on what you do well as we give you your first start. That seems to make complete sense. Well, and that's why Bill Lazor said the the easy thing would do is shrink the playbook. Right. And, right. and just give him a handful of plays that he's proficient at and, and successful at. But he said you need to do more than that, and this quarterback – is capable of doing more than that. How much more? That's up to Matt Nagy and his staff to figure out. And and what are they comfortable with? But you know, so far, people are 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 not happy with the way Matt Nagy has been developing Justin Fields in the snapshot we've seen. That that he's not tailoring the offense to to this guy's talents. And you know, hopefully tomorrow, when everyone knows and he knows he's going to be a starter, that you're going to open up the playbook a bit more and, and not just have him standing back there or just handing off to David Montgomery or throwing five-yard passes. You're going to have to go downfield on this team. Yeah, I you mean, are. I mean, this team averages 30 points a game and three 321 yards and 400 yards a, a game. I mean, you're going to have to keep up scoring with this team, and they're going to march down the field with the Bears' defense or not, and you're going to have to march with them. I'm looking here on uh, the Browns website. If you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. And they have um, three keys to a Browns victory, okay? Um, the first one's win the turnover battle. That sounds common. But in right. 2000, in 2020, the Browns were 10-0 in winning or tying the turnover battle. Week one against the um, Chiefs, they lost the turnover battle by two and lost the game. Last week, Browns still had two takeaways, even though it evened out um, and, and it was neutral uh, in that game. Um, second, number two was a quick passing game. Some of these numbers were pr- ridiculous. Baker Mayfield off to an incredibly efficient start. He currently leads the NFL in completion percentage, 81.6. Second in the league in yards per attempt at 10.9. So he's going downfield. He's 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 not throwing those little short passes, but he is throwing them quick. It says here, it should be noted, this is not the result of dink and dunk. His average depth of target is a very robust 8.1 yards per attempt, which is right in the middle of the pack. He has an absolutely, um, he's been absolutely elite in the quick passing game, uh, getting the ball out. Um, on quick passing plays, he's getting the ball out on an average of 1.83 seconds, which is critical for the pass rush with Khalil Mack and all the other guys. He's 24 of 25, 96%, 260 yards, and one touchdown on plays like that, quick passing plays. 
So wow. he's they're gonna he's gonna get rid of the ball quickly. Hard for the guys to get to him. And um, and he's got that stadium looking great between cleaning up the restrooms and watering oh, sure. the flower beds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's selling it, all the shoulder pads and everything that were extras laying around. I mean, uh, this kid, you know, he, he's he's doing it all over there. Yeah, and, and the, it says here he leads the NFL in both completion percentage and yards per attempt on quick throws. And it should be noted that only Mayfield and Mahomes are even producing ten plus yards per attempt on such quick hitting plays. Whoops. Yeah. And the last one is uh, aggressive defense, blitz, raw power, bull rush, and get off the field. Um, let's see here. Um, unquestioned defense. Da, da, da. Um, yeah. So it's not going to be an easy game. Well, you knew it going in because the Browns, it was, I, I'm trying to remember who you wrote the article today. I think it might have been. It might have been Jason Leisure, but they were talking about how compare the Bears with the Browns and what the Browns have done with their draft picks and the guys they have. You look at Matt Nagy and the Bears, they have two of their first-round picks on the roster over the See, last they- several years. And, and what the Browns did was they made some moves, they gathered more picks, used them, and you see a lot of those guys on the field right now. That's an indictment in and of itself. Yeah. Really? I mean, two. Two. One, two. Oh. Yep. Yeah. It's been pretty bad. 312-332-3776. You want to jump on in? We're here till 1 o'clock on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Let's grab a couple callers before we look at our poll results. Let's go first to Joliet and Bob. Bob, what's going on? Hey, gents. Um, Las Vegas has the Bears eight and a half wins over under uh, on the air. I wanted to get your opinion uh, and your your pick, whether it's over eight and a half or under eight and a half. And you cannot say eight and a half. Uh, I'll hang <laughs> up and listen. Thank you. Goodbye. Bob, appreciate it, Bob. That, that's going up a game. I yeah, it was has. seven and a half. And they were, everyone in Vegas, if you believe early money, smart money, was pounding the under because it was weighted under seven and a half. So I, I, I would have said under at seven and a half, just because of the schedule yeah. and the offensive line and the secondary. But that schedule arguably is one of, if not the toughest schedule in the league. Right. It's very difficult. I'd go under too. At eight yeah. and a half, I definitely go under. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, let's grab um, Scott out in Highland Park. Scott, what's going on today? Hey, guys. Love the show. So listen, uh, it really frustrates me that our biggest obstacle this week is our head coach's whether our head coach has the ability to tailor his game plan toward the talent of our quarterback. Listen, last week that was a joke. He had a half to 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 do something, and he had Justin Fields drop back. Can you just explain to me why he could let Mitch Trubisky roll out? And you got a guy like Justin Fields, a tremendous athlete, and you don't even roll him out last week. Love the show, guys. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. The only thing I can say about that is that he didn't get enough plays in practice during the week, and the the backup quarterback never does. And they didn't put plays in for him to roll out. I thought they were going to work some plays in with him because he did come in on certain things. But for him not to have rollouts was ridiculous. Uh, Scott brings up a great point. That we had begged him to have Trubisky do that because that was the one thing Trubisky actually seemed to do okay was throw the ball well when he was on the move. Um, I would expect to see a lot more of that tomorrow. Yeah, the one thing Mitch could roll out and could use his feet, but he couldn't between the years. He didn't know when to get rid of the ball and just you know throw it out of bounds when need be. I think Justin Fields has all that IQ part down, right? That right. 
he'll make smart decisions if you get him on the run a little bit more. If we don't see that tomorrow, uh, you know, between between the Browns running game, eating clock and everything else. Right. You're going to have to get that defense on its heels early. I want I want to see them going downfield. I don't want to see eight yard passes or 10 yard passes on third and 15. Uh Hopefully there aren't a lot of third and 15s. But I mean, I want to see you, you know, whatever the situation calls for, you you go for chunk plays. You don't play it safe. And I'm sure that they worked a lot on the mechanics of being a quarterback because of the false start penalties. One of them was on a Fetty, and then two of them back-to-back pretty much on uh, Justin Fields last week. Hopefully working with uh, Sam Mustafer in practice all week long, they'll get that taken care of, and we won't see any of those tomorrow. Amen. Yeah, that would be nice. Let's see how a couple of our uh, poll polls did today. Uh, we had two of them. One on the Bears. The question was, which of these Justin Fields props have to hit for the Bears to win tomorrow? Over 20, uh, I'm sorry, over 207.5 yards passing, over 53.5 yards rushing, over 1.5 passing touchdowns, or all of the above. How'd that one play out, Tyler? That one was to no surprise here. All of the above above at 46.5%. But of the other three, over 1.5 passing touchdowns, 20%. Over 207.5 passing yards, 18%. And then 53.5 rushing yards, about 15%. But it's definitely the 1.5 passing touchdowns because you're going to need to score in this game against the Browns. Yes. And what do we see oftentimes with quarterbacks on the losing end? They have some some late empty calorie passing yards added to their stat totals. Sure. So I, I think you're going to have to see the the over one and a half passing touchdowns. I, I voted over uh, over two hundred seven and a half passing yards, but not empty calorie yards. So I I, I want to see you going downfield from the beginning and doing it consistently and, and look like a big boy offense. Yeah, that would be nice to see. Uh, the other question was baseball. After uh, Jed Hoyer talked to uh, our own Jesse Rogers yesterday, um, the question was, do you believe Cubs president Jed Hoyer will be, quote, really active in free agency? Yes, no, or don't mistake activity with achievement. So this one rounded out with no as the resounding winner. 61% do not believe Jed Hoyer here. Twenty About 25% say yes, they, they do agree with him and, and think that he will go out and spend and then 14% say don't mistake activity for achievement. Boy, hope Jed's not listening. Jed's a liar? Is that what I heard? <laughs> See, I actually, I, I believe him. Um, again, my question is, who is going to want to come? And It's um, a great question. Will and it just does, be money, or will it be having a chance to win? So Yeah, and, and tell me what really active means. Are you going, are you, are you going big game hunting, or are you going to just a bunch of journeymen guys who are free agents? Technically, that's being active, sign a bunch of guys. But, you know, go get me Freddie Freeman, and then you got my attention. It has to be All a right? shortstop and a pitcher, for sure. Well, Multiple it, pitchers, probably. Multiple. And, and I'll, Nick Castellanos, you know, I'll, I'll take – I'm sorry, Patrick, you – even if Cassianos wants to play right field instead of third base, you can make it work. But go get me that guy too. So, 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 Tyler, so you're not you're not all in on uh, the Horner magical double play combination. No, I think I'd rather work out the the Nico experiment in the outfield a little bit. Okay, I, I, or move him around the field. Well, kind I mean, of that, do what they did with Zobris. Can he play third? third? I think he could play third. Yeah, huh. I mean, he, he's a natural shortstop. Is- yeah, that shortstop list on free agency is still very impressive. If you want to go get Corey Seager, feel free. I mean, 
Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd, that'd be nice. I think it would be difficult. You really have to give them some money to, to leave well, LA. I believe they have that. Yeah. I believe they have that. They've got a yeah. bunch when you go into next season with only $41 million. Um, it. Yeah. Or that, that's what you have this year. I mean, good right. Lord. I mean, is Wilson Contreras going to be here too? Yeah. Good question. Uh, Brian, let's see what the Bears do. We will talk to you next week. We'll be here at 9 o'clock next Saturday uh, talking uh, Bears and all kinds of things. And getting you ready for the playoffs. Have a good Sunday. day. Yeah, have fun. See you later. Thanks to Tyler Rocky and all of you for listening on ESPN 1000.